From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Monday, January 31st, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The Cincinnati Bengals won the AFC Championship yesterday, stunning the Chiefs in Kansas City 27-24. Dom DeBerry has the story. When Joe Burrow was drafted, he said his goal was to turn the Bengals around and lead them to a Super Bowl, well, mission accomplished. I would say it's exciting. You know, I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. But then, you know, we played a whole season and, you know, nothing surprises me now. I know the kind of guys that we have and the team that we have. So, you know, there's there's still one left. We're excited about this one, but, you know, we'll celebrate tonight and then move on. The Bengals trailed 21-10 at halftime, but it could have been worse. The defense making a huge stop just before halftime as the clock ran out. That was the turning point. And then the defense kept it going in the second half. Really the difference in this Bengals victory. Now it's on to the Super Bowl. It'll be played Sunday, February 13th in Los Angeles. Third trip to the Super Bowl for the Bengals. I'm Dom Tiberi in Kansas City. And Joe Burrow, an Athens County native, is leading the Bengals to that Super Bowl. Tino Ramos reports from Athens High School in Southeast Ohio. The proud community of the Plains and also of Athens really soaking in that victory from yesterday, knowing that their hometown hero is now going to the Super Bowl. Now here at the football stadium, uh, that is now named after him, of course, uh, there were ringing the bell last night. Following the game, he told one of the reporters out there that it was very special to him that he was able to grow up here in the Plains, in Ohio, and also represent a team from Ohio to go to the Super Bowl. And I can tell you the people who live here in the Plains and in Athens, they think it's pretty special too. In Athens County, Tino Ramos. At least parts of Ohio could get hit with a big winter storm Wednesday and Thursday with heavy snow or significant icing from freezing rain a concern. Lindsay Buckingham has more with Ohio Emergency Management Agency Director Sima Merrick. Over the weekend, ODOT said it was locked and loaded, ready to tackle the midweek winter storm that could bring snow, ice, or rain, and that no matter which type of precipitation hit us, they are prepared. And ODOT also working with Ohio's EMA to make sure communities know how to get ready to if the storm knocks out power to your home. Prepare for 72 hours of water, food, medications, pet food, batteries, in case you would lose power. I'm Lindsay Buckingham. Ohio voters may soon see an issue on the ballot to legalize marijuana. Eric Brown reports. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose says a group seeking to legalize marijuana has gathered enough signatures to put the issue before state lawmakers. The Republican-dominated legislature will now have four months to act on the proposal. If it does not, the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol can launch another petition drive to place a measure on the statewide ballot in November. The group seeks to allow adults 21 and older in Ohio to buy or possess two and a half ounces of marijuana and grow up to six plants per person or 12 plants per household. Eric Brown, ONN News. Ohio's price tag for landing Intel's new computer chip-making factory comes in at roughly $2 billion. The state's development director said Friday that the combination of tax breaks and incentives are likely the largest ever offered by Ohio. State officials say the deal is well worth it. Intel announced earlier this month it will spend $20 billion to create a new technology hub in the Midwest. Intel's CEO says the total investment could top $100 billion over the next decade and that its new facility could become one of the world's largest chip-making sites. 
In Northwest Ohio, a teenager is dead and three firefighters suffered minor injuries in a house fire in Fostoria Saturday. Dave James has the story. A house fire broke out just before 7 a.m. Saturday. Firefighters were told before arriving that one resident was unaccounted for. Heavy smoke and fire was coming from the back of the house when they arrived. Firefighters found a 14-year-old girl in her bedroom and began life-saving treatment after bringing her out of the home, but she died at the hospital. The state fire marshal's office is investigating the cause of the fire. Dave James, I went in news. Fire officials say more than a dozen times the lethal level of carbon monoxide was detected inside a central Ohio hotel over the weekend. Tracy Townsend has the latest. The report from the Marysville Fire Department shows one carbon monoxide reading in the pool area of the Hampton Inn reached higher than 1,300 parts per million. Little context here, government standards show levels higher than 150 parts per million can be deadly. At least 14 people were taken to the hospital. Cause of that leak is still under investigation. I'm Tracy Townsend. A bill under debate in the Ohio House would close a loophole related to the regulation of water attractions. Steve Vaughn has more. State Representative Thomas Hall spoke in favor of House Bill 457 in front of the House Health Committee. It would provide oversight to commercial facilities with man-made water attractions. This piece of legislation has just one goal, to provide some oversight to these commercial enterprises to ensure the safety of all Ohioans. Hall proposed the bill after the drowning of 14-year-old Makara Jones at the Land of Illusion Water Park in Butler County last summer. Steve Vaughn, ONN. One eastern Ohio city is showing how loved their artists and small business owners are. Eric Brown explains. It's been three weeks since the fire destroyed the Zanesville Masonic Temple. Fire displaced 60 businesses and destroyed nearly 500 pieces of artwork. On Saturday, the Seacrest Auditorium in Zanesville was packed with live music and small business owners in an effort to raise money for those affected by the fire. Braden Heath, who lost nearly all of his artwork in the fire, says what the community has done has given him hope. I can create more and I can use this chance of rebirth, this chance of community growth to really just move forward and be more creative uh, using that as my you know, momentum. Eric Brown, ONN News. And on rare occasions, COVID-19 can cause significant long-term damage to a person's lungs. Angela Ann reports. We spoke with the director of lung transplants at Ohio State's Wexner Medical Center. Dr. David Nunley said serious scarring damage from COVID can require one or both lungs to be replaced. Eligibility depends on a number of factors. Since the uh, pandemic has started, uh, we have had over 100 referrals for patients in the region asking us for consideration of emergency transplant. Currently, we have transplanted 15 of those. I'm Angela Ann. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 